Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time visiting us, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy. Today, guys, I'm feeling a little experimental, so I decided to try something different. I'm currently drinking a red wine ice cream float. It's like a root beer or Coke float, only you make it with red wine. Simple, right? And to be completely honest, I'm not sure where I stand on this one. I don't exactly love it, but I don't hate it either. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, those guys that you keep dating because you can't decide if you want to dump them or you want to, eh, I don't know. I'm really just like kind of blase about it. It's, it's very different. It's different. And I'm trying to decide if it's like to my taste or not. Anyway, I suppose it fits the bill for trying something a little bit different than you usually would drink. You can check out uh, the video on Fictionary social media pages. So, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Leave a like, leave a comment. Let me know if you try this one out. And, you know, if you're like all gung-ho for it or if you hate it or if you're like me and you can't make up your mind. Anyway, (laughs) so guys, today I just want to take a moment to thank you guys. I'm really thankful to everyone who took a moment to write a love letter to Fictionary um, in the in Rackets podcast contest. It really it meant the world to me. You know, your support is an invaluable gift and I truly appreciate it. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Now, that all being said, we won! What's up? <laughs> Guys, Fictionary Podcast is one of the winners of Rackets Podcast Contest, and I'm so excited. I've been happy dancing since this weekend. Um, you know, I've been telling you there's like these things that I want to start doing for the podcast, and get ready because new things are coming soon. I'm so, I just feel so blessed and just thankful um, for this opportunity and just uh, you know these funds that are coming in. I already purchased the new microphone for street interviews so thanks to this awesome prize I was able to get the one that I wanted and not stress out about it. So seriously you guys thank you all so much for helping Fictionary to be recognized. Um, I'm really excited about what's to come and I hope that you are too. Speaking of street interviews and other exciting news this is the big week. So starting this Friday uh, we'll be at the Philly Fan Expo. Um, It's at the Philadelphia or well the Pennsylvania Convention Center and if you're in the area you guys should definitely check it out. Um, Tickets are still on sale so you can get in. Um, I'd love to see you guys there. Hey this is just another amazing opportunity and I can't wait to share the footage and interviews with you guys. Uh, Fingers crossed that we'll be able to score some really awesome interviews at the convention um because we're going there as press um so for more information about the convention you guys can check out the show notes um for today's episode i'll have links to the uh, convention's website so if you do want to check it out you want to see who's going to be there other than us you know we're awesome um (laughs) there's going to be a lot of really amazing uh actors and um People in the anime field, voiceover artists, um, comic book artists, all kinds of amazing people, cool things to see, people doing cosplay. It's going to be fun. Um, So if you're a little nerdy like me, then this is probably right up your alley and you should come. Okay. Um, Also, be prepared, guys, because there is a high chance that we'll be going live at some point during the weekend because why not? And, you know, we have all this new fancy high-tech equipment, so we're definitely going to have to do something cool. So, (laughs) all right. 
it's been a minute since I've shared a red flag or a green flag. And today I'm feeling very inspired to share a red flag with you all. Um, I've been the subject of someone trying to gaslight me. And fortunately, uh, I recognized it, but you know, we're talking a little bit about gaslighting. Okay. So I'll give you some information I found about gaslighting just to help us all understand what it means when you say someone is a gaslighter or you're being gaslit. So gaslighting, it refers to a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is trying to get someone else to question their own reality, their memory or their perception. So I'm just trying to convince you that you're crazy, basically. (laughs) Um, And the term gaslighting, it originated from a 1938 play called Gaslight, and it was later turned into a film in 1944 um, of the same name, and it was starring Ingrid Bergman. Anyway, in the movie, the husband manipulates his wife until she gets to the point where she no longer trusts her perceptions of reality like she doesn't trust herself anymore and then there's this scene where the husband Gregory causes the gas lights in the house to flicker by turning them on in the attic of the house and when Paula asks why the gas lights are flickering he tells her that it's not really happening and that it's all in her mind causing her to doubt her self-perception hence the term gaslighting That was the birth of that word, right? (laughs) It was literally referring to gaslights. Interesting. So how can you recognize if you are dealing with a gaslighter? I'm going to give you guys some things to look out for. Withholding. So this means that he or she, they refuse to listen or they say that they don't understand. Okay, so they're withholding. Okay, another one is countering. So this is when the person questions your memory of an event. So basically like that never happened. Are you sure? I I don't remember it that way. Actually, this is what happened, right? Um the other another thing to look out for is blocking or diverting. So this is when the person, the gaslighter changes the subject. So you're trying to talk about something and they'll completely change the subject or questions your thinking right? Then another thing to look out for is trivializing. So this is when the person will try to make the person, make your needs or your feelings seem unimportant, unimportant. So just like, oh, you're just being too sensitive or why are you making such a big deal about this? It's not a big deal. That kind of crap. Okay. Then the other is forgetting or denial. And this is when the gaslighter pretends to have forgotten completely what actually happened or denies that it ever happened. So they'll deny something that he or she had previously agreed to. So they'll make an agreement and they'll be like, I never said that. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. Right. And so I think for me, when I think about gaslighting, I tend to be more on the trusting side of things. Like I'm always trying to see well, maybe this or, okay, I can understand where you're coming from with that because I try to see things from the other side. And so I think it sometimes it takes me a little longer to realize that I'm being gaslit. Um, You know, I want to believe the best in people. Like I want to believe that maybe I did misunderstand the conversation or what we agreed to, or maybe I am being a little bit sensitive. You know, I was feeling a little emotional, whatever. But I think it's because it's easier to take it on myself than to try to put it on someone else. And then, you know, if someone's like invalidating what you're saying, then it feels like you start to 
question yourself a little bit, right? Um, and then it's either getting them to acknowledge it and you can get to a point where you're just like, oh, they're not going to, or you have to like cut a person off, all right? And that's not easy to do. Is uh, You know, I mean, at least not for me. Like, I don't ever like to cut people off. Like, I, I like having my friends and my relationships and people around and I, you know, I believe everyone's redeemable. So I'm like, oh no, we can't just cut a person off. But I'm here to say snip, snip, snip snip okay at the end of the day i trust me i trust my intuition i trust my thoughts and if there's no one else in the world that i can trust i have to trust myself i have to trust myself you have to trust yourself anything any institution any person that tries to make you question yourself so that you're starting to question your own perception of reality or your own per your own view on things you gotta cut it off, right? I encourage everyone to be on the lookout for gaslighters in your life because they're there. And you know, when you find it, when you spot it, when you recognize it, don't hesitate, just cut it off. Snip, snip, right? That's the word for today or the words, snip, snip. We're just cutting everything off. That was scissor sound effect. I think it was awesome. You guys may disagree. <laughs> I kind of sounded like a squirrel, but anyway, <sighs> yeah, don't fall prey to the gaslighters, guys. Trust yourself. I trust me. I trust you. Trust yourself. All right. So today um, we're going to do something just, you know, like I said, I'm feeling a little experimental. We're doing things a little bit differently. So I entered another writing competition and I thought to celebrate, it might be fun to read one of my past submissions. It didn't win. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I like the story, whether the judges did or not. <laughs> so I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, today's story is a little bit longer than 100 words. I think it's like, um, I can't remember how many words this one was. I think it was like 1,500. So it's a little bit longer. So we're only going to do one story. Um, the prompts that I was given in the contest were for the genre. It was political satire. The word that I had to use was abstinence. And the character that had to be included in the story is an inspector. So those are the things that you'll be on the lookout for in the story, and you can let me know what you think. All right, let's all sit back, relax, and enjoy. Today's story is titled Justice. In the court of public opinion, sometimes you have to take matters into your own hands. What's up, fam? It's your favorite yay tube hero, Pew Cubed, and I'm one of only 10 influencers chosen to live stream the landmark court case of the century. Unless you've been locked in your gaming dungeon for the last year, you've heard of the notorious Derek Chambers. After some cray experiments done by Dr. Derangio, who I must admit is a little sus. Derek is finally able to stand trial for murder. Bum, bum, bum. Today is the final day of the trial and I have a feeling things are going to get wild. As Pew Cubed wraps his intro, the camera pans showing the courtroom. Currently, the public benches are filled with spectators. In the upper area with Pew are more camera crews with yay tubers, influencers, and reporters. The camera focuses back on Pew Cubed as his theme song plays in the background. He does his signature dance move and points to the screen. 
a commercial for Extreme Gum comes on, and we see Pew Cubed chewing gum with icicles forming around his lips. In our walk-in closet turned recording studio, Chloe squeals loudly and clutches her heart dramatically as Pew Cubed gives a breathtaking flip of his pink shaggy hair on a giant screen next to her. She and her sister Yara mimic his dance moves to perfection for their viewing audience. They are hosting a live stream of their reactions to Pew Cube's reporting on the Derek Chambers case, and her heart soars as she watches the likes streaming in. In sync, Chloe and Yara give each other high fives and wink cutely at Yara's phone, being careful to make sure they stay within the powerful glow of the shining ring light. Can we say hashtag swoon? Pew Cubed is so brave, isn't he, my fellow QBs? Chloe smiles brightly as she uses her right hand to mimic firing a gun three times at the camera, a special gesture used only by QBs. Guys, we are finally in the home stretch. It has been a long trial, and true to our word, we have not eaten anything since the beginning. Our poor Pew has been stuck in that stupid courtroom for three weeks now, and he has put his whole life on pause in the name of justice. Like, No restaurants, no special QB meetings, nothing. In a show of solidarity, Chloe and I decided to abstain from food until Pew is free. Sucking in her cheeks to illustrate the significant sacrifice and her newly found cheekbones, Yara suddenly gasps as Chloe points at the giant monitor showing the courtroom as Pew Cubed makes his dreamy reappearance on the screen. Okay, fam, get ready. The defense is calling their first witness, Detective Inspector Charles Gnarly. You might remember him from the first trial associated with this case. He didn't prove much then, so I'm not sure why they would bring him back for this trial. Let's take a closer look. The cameras focus in on a man clothed in a simple gray suit. His eyes seem to hold a weariness that only comes from experience, and his five o'clock shadow and dark circles emphasize the air of exhaustion surrounding him. A loud plop rings through the courtroom as he sits heavily in the witness stand. The defense attorney approaches him carefully, like a matador approaching a particularly aggressive bull. Mr. Gnarly, you are a detective inspector for the city of London, Kentucky, is that correct? Queries the attorney. That's correct. You were assigned to the murder investigation of Derek Chambers from the inception. Is that correct? Yes. Charles looks down after answering and then slowly stares across the room. The camera follows his line of view to the table where Derek Chambers sits. He's strapped to the chair and drool flows steadily from his mouth, pooling in globs on his orange jumpsuit. There are a few flies buzzing around his head, and the camera zooms in on one, surreptitiously making its way into a gaping wound in the center of Derek's forehead. His dark brown skin has a grayish tinge to it, and his one good eye keeps rolling around ineffectually, never really focusing on anything. The camera cuts back to Pew Cubed, who's making a disgusted face. Yo, no cap, my little cubies. I know it's been three weeks, but I can't get used to this. It's the eye for me. Like, bruh, what are you looking at? Pew mimes vomiting into a nearby trash can. (coughs) And the screen cuts to an ad for extreme gum. 
Chloe laughs loudly, but Yara looks a little dazed as she begins to speak. I'm not gonna lie, guys. This is like really hitting different. Like high key, I think Derek should have to face the consequences of what he did, but low key, it feels kind of wrong. Wrong? He committed murder. He deserves what he's getting. I, for one, am so glad that Dr. Derangio figured out how to raise the dead. Now, criminals can face justice no matter what. Chloe gives Yara a disparaging look as she says, maybe you should eat something. Pew is there because he believes justice is finally being served. If you don't agree, then there is no point in you abstaining from food because it doesn't mean anything. I love you, but I say that on everything, period. Ugh, Chloe, why are you so pressed? You get so serious about this stuff. I'm just saying it's weird to see a literal dead man standing trial for his own murder. I am Team Pew Cubed and Team Justice, okay? Maybe you should eat something. The girls stop their bickering as Pew Cubed reappears on the screen. Oh, our pubie is back! Chloe sighs as she leans in and plants a noisy kiss on the screen. I'm back! You guys didn't miss anything. Just some boring questions and answers, but I think our boy Charles is about to spill the tea. Let's see what happens next. Pew Cube turns and waves his arm in the direction of the witness stand in a move like a magician's assistant, and the camera focuses in on Charles and the defense attorney. Mr. Gnarly, you examined the scene of the crime. Uh, Based on your investigation, what would you say your overall conclusions were? The attorney says this in a bit of a rush as he steps back toward the defendant's table, where Derek is growling and trying to pull free from his restraints. He tosses a small piece of raw meat into his client's gnashing mouth as Charles and everyone watching observe in horror. The pause goes too long and Pew Cubed reappears on the screen. Well, the way he's chomping down, I guess that meat slaps. Speaking of, I want to give a special shout out to my girls Chloe and Yara holding it down out there in the real world. I can't say how much it means to me that you guys have taken such a strong stance to show me support. The fact that you haven't eaten in three weeks is the definition of hashtag goals. You girls are the real deal. And when this case is over, we're going to have to collab. Pew Cubed gives a suggestive wink to the camera and gives the QB finger gun. Pew, pew, pew. A loud shout from the courtroom shocks him and Pew turns around quickly. In the witness stand, Charles is standing and holding a gun aimed directly at Pew Cubed. Pew, quickly assessing the danger to himself, drops to his knees out of range of the gun and the man below. Looking at the camera, Pew speaks quietly. Whoa, guys, I don't know what happened, but I told you guys things were going to get crazy. 
Don't worry, my cubies. I am going to be okay. Your pew is stronger than you can imagine, so no worries. Mark, can you get a shot of what's happening down there? The camera inches up slowly, and the chaos in the courtroom comes into view. Charles is still standing and waving the gun around at anyone who approaches him too closely. And he's speaking. This is not justice. I testified in the trial for the murder of Derek Chambers two months ago. My findings showed unequivocally that he was in fact murdered by Officer Ryan Spencer. Evidence showed that after a physical altercation of which Officer Spencer was the aggressor, he proceeded to shoot Mr. Chambers in the head. The evidence is irrefutable. The fingerprints, the motive, the witnesses, the gunpowder residue on his hands, the blood soaking his shirt, the fucking video footage of the incident. Charles is panting heavily and tears are starting to stream down his face. This is not justice. One coroner lists the cause of death as coronary failure due to an overabundance of NSAIDs in Mr. Chambers' system, meaning he took one too many ibuprofens that morning for the headaches he regularly suffered from and were documented. No way it could have been the goddamn bullet in his brain because of that one testimony. Officer Spencer walks away a free man and now... He wants to sue Mr. Chambers and his family for defamation of character. Not only that, but the prosecution has also determined that Mr. Chambers must now stand trial for murdering himself. What is wrong with you people? We're bringing people back as zombies now and calling it justice? Charles points his gun at Derek Chambers, who is snarling in his chains and pulls the trigger. The camera pans back to Pew Cubed, who is still on the floor on his knees. Without missing a beat, he begins speaking. Guys, I can't even right now. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And if you subscribe to my channel, you know I've seen some crazy things. Pew flinches as the sound of another gunshot goes off in the courtroom. The camera inches up. And Charles is falling in slow motion over the witness stand and onto the ground. Derek is slumped over the defendant's table, not moving. All around, the courtroom is in chaos and hysteria. The camera pans back to Pew. It looks like Charles has shot himself as well as Derek Chambers. You saw it here first, Cubies. Again, don't worry about me. I'm totally chill. It'll take more than a crazy man with a gun to take me out. However, I am predicting a double murder trial coming up soon. Chloe and Yara, are you ladies ready to go the distance? Anyway, things are getting messy in here, so I'm going to sign off for now. I'll be back soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. If you click the link below, my sponsors, Extreme Gum, have an awesome offer for my QBs only. So make sure to get yours. Until next time, pew, pew, pew. The screen fades to black as Pew Cubed does his signature dance move. Oh my 
God, did you see that? Pew Cube gave us a shout out. <laughs> Chloe gasps theatrically and pretends to faint. He wants to collab with us. This is legendary. I told you not eating would work, Chloe. Yara and Chloe look at each other and do their signature dance move, their pink heads bobbing in sync as the likes and new followers come flooding in. To all our fellow Cubies, I just want to say, never give up. Don't back down. Keep fighting. You are the pioneer of your own destiny. And if you work hard and believe in yourself, you can accomplish anything. Sometimes you just have to do something a little crazy. We heart you guys so much. This is Chloe and Yara signing off. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. The end. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed. Um, This was actually inspired by... Um, a lot of the court cases that we have seen happening um, in regards to like George Floyd and um, was particularly the one that inspired me. It was just seeing all of the news coming in and the way that they were basically putting George Floyd on trial and he was the one that was murdered. But I find this seems to happen like so often, especially in these uh, instances of police violence, um, that the victims are the ones that get put on on trial. Uh, Breonna Taylor, like, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, like, well, that wasn't police, but, you know, they always put the victim on trial and try to show why they deserve what they got. So um, this was this was motivated by that and um, just how we as a society have a tendency to just you know, we glamorize something or we act like we really care, but really it's all about the likes and subscribes and follows. And it's just really empty and false and fake and so self-centered. And I don't know, I was just dealing with a lot of emotions (laughs) about all of that and about how we perceive and move forward from these things. And, you know, does it really make any change? Like you see these people like focused on it and having a show about it, but then what are they doing? You know, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) I love you guys. And I hope that you enjoyed the story and get ready because we will be going live at some point this weekend. I'll, I'll put out alerts on uh, social media so you guys can keep up. And uh, next week we will have some hopefully exciting interviews and footage from this Philadelphia fan convention. Again, thank you so much for taking time to submit letters so that we could win. We won with podcast. It's amazing. And oh, I'm going to post a video of the new camera that I just got an unboxing video a la YouTube. All right, guys, until next time, keep on reading.